Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion is to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life too. Hi there. Hi. I can believe my, yes, I can hear you. I believe my guest, Rosemary Andrews, is on the line. Um, before we start, this is Lisbeth Calandrino, and you're listening to Fired Up Success. I am a business coach, and for years I've been, oh, I'm always looking for people who have somehow changed their lives and, and just made a difference. And some people, you know, you look at them and you say, how did they do that? And today I have someone who I really consider to be a friend. Her name is Rosemary Andrews. Uh, she is a radio personality and operations manager of the community radio station WCAALP 107.3 FM. And by the way, I am coming from WCAALP 107.3 FM also. She's passionate, she's talented, and one of the things she did over the last, I would say, three or four years is she changed her life and she changed her health. So, Rosemary, tell us about yourself and what happened to you and how you decided to make, how did you motivate yourself? Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me, first and foremost, uh, and for even thinking of me. Um, well, like you said, I... You know, <laughs> it was really a process. And even at the point at which I met you at the radio station, um, I was kind of in a transition state of my life. Uh, I was really impacted by the death of my mother eight years ago. Um, my mother passed away in 2012, and she was only 51 years old. Dear. Yeah. And she had had health issues and mental health issues my entire life. I was the oldest of my, um, there, there's four of us. I'm the oldest of four, four children. And so I had a lot of responsibility early in life. Um, by 19 years old, I had custody of my 16-year-old brother and, um, had my own, and had my own children. And so I really... I really didn't have a chance. Like I kind of raised myself and not only that, but I didn't have a chance to really, I didn't have the best environment to get nourished. And I didn't have a lot of chance to really focus on myself. I was kind of just born into a position of servitude to other people. And when you grow up like that, you don't know how to manage yourself. You kind of always put yourself to the back burner. And one of the things that I put to the back burner was definitely my health. So after my mom passed away at 51 and she was pretty much my only uh, relative besides my siblings and my own children, I, you know, wanted to get my health together for my children. I wanted to be around for them and I wanted to be a good role model for them. Uh, so that, you know, after my mom passing away, I kind of started to, to, I started to work out for the first time. Um, I was 400 pounds by the time I was 18. So this was a brand new experience for me. Uh, 
I had never, I had been morbidly obese for my entire adult life. Uh, so this was really going to be a change. This isn't me trying to lose weight to go back into a pair of jeans when I was in high school or get back into a cheerleading uniform. This isn't that story. <laughs> it's not that, this is not that story. That's, that story was somebody else's. Your story was, you know, I've got siblings that I have to take care of. I have two, a couple of children of my own. My yeah. mother died, you know, at an early age because of, I'm assuming some sort of health issues and that must have been kind of a wake up call for you too, right? Well, yeah, you know, it was, it was a wake up call. And it also, honestly, it was the first time in my, my mother's um, health kind of was the focal point of my life. And so for the first time in my life, I had almost free time. I had never had free time before. I had, I was always busy. I I had worked a full-time job since I was 18. I had a household to run. I, um, you know, there was so much going on and I, and I'm 30 years old and my mom passes away and I, and I, I was depressed. I was like, I'm 30 years old. I have nothing to show for it. And I, I don't know how this happened. Like I've, I've, I've been working my whole life. What did I do wrong? And um, I happened to, you know, after my mom passed away, I, I happened into a friend who I didn't, I kind of only knew as an associate. And after my mom passed away, they came over and they were like, hey, you know, where's your support system? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't have a support system. Don't worry about it. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> And they were like, well, that's not okay. And so, you know, we became friends and, and just one day in, in talking, um, he said to me, you know, Rosemary, you know, I don't know how to say this to you, but you seem really smart. You're pretty, you're funny. Like, I don't want to insult you, but why aren't you doing better in life? Oh my gosh. What an, what an interesting thing for somebody to say to you when you've had you know, pretty tough life as it is. And then all this, you had mentioned that, you know, you said, here I am 30 years old and what have I got to show for it? And now there's somebody else who is acknowledging that again. I don't know. What, what was that like? Was that, did that it was like, you or was it that was awful? like, well, at first it was like an emotional drive-by. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, um, at first it was this moment of, oh my, you know, Oh my God! How dare you? And uh, you know, and he and and, and I, to be and to be fair, in that moment, I was thinking, you know, I didn't I didn't have a very stable background. Uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of resources. We were poor growing up. I grew up in a rural community. I actually grew up in Burn, New York, which is up by Thatcher Park. Um, I was the only biracial. I was the only ethnic child in my school. Um, I, you know, I suffered racism. Like I just didn't have this, you know, great source. And 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 to be fair, everyone around me um, wasn't the best role model. So I, everyone around, you know, around me wasn't working and couldn't keep an apartment or couldn't keep a house and couldn't keep a job. And like here, I was this very stable, responsible. You know, I went I went to school after you know graduated from high school, was going to college, was working full time, taking care of my children, you know, kept and you know, roof over their heads and had a car. Like I just was like, what do you want from me? I'm all by myself. And so and when I said that to him, he said, you know, it's not that. He's just I'm just wondering what happened. And so when he said that to me, 
I had to step back and, and, and go, well, what did happen? Like, how did you get here? Like, you know, sometimes you just are dealing with life and you're like, you don't have that moment to reflect and say, how did I get here? And when he said that to me, I, I, I consumed that. Like I, the one thing I love about myself, and I think that I, I've struggled with my self-esteem a lot, which would be surprising to people. But one thing I always loved about myself was my ability to learn. That's something I am passionate about. I love being, uh, you know, educated. I love learning new things. Um, and so I was kind of like, well, well, what do I want to do? And so I just went, set out and um, kind of tip, you know, kind of decided to live a little bit. I had never gotten experience to have uh, after school activities or extracurriculars. I'd never been in a play or been wow, on a and there sports you, team. There you are out there um, trying new things. I mean, I always, uh, when I first met you, I listened to you and I said, oh my gosh, this woman, she's got such pizzazz and she's got <laughs> such, you know, you mentioned, you know, self-esteem. It seemed like you had it all. And by the way, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, uh, this is Lizbeth Calandrino and this is Fired Up Success. And I'm on WCAA LP 107.3 Community Radio. And I'm interviewing Rosemary Andrews, who is, um, who I know from the radio station. She's the operations manager of Community Radio. And I have known her through that and watched her change, watched her, you know, I wouldn't say struggle because she never really talked about the struggle. She just <laughs> talked about the fact that she was going to make this change. And despite the issue she had in her own life, she was able to, to do amazing things, losing over a hundred pounds. You know, Rosemary, when you talk to other people, I mean, you could see other people who maybe are in the same position that you are, you know, as a, as a business consultant, you know, I'm always looking and checking to see, you know, how people are doing. And like you said, how people are growing and, you know, and the changes I've had to go through my own life. So what would you say to people who, you know, are like stuck? You know, you know, when people are stuck, right? You know what? I, this is this is kind of why I was inspired to document my journey. So the other part of this is, is I'm recording the documentary Project Shrinking Violet, which is basically just documents my entire journey from deciding that I was going to make this change to getting a gastric sleeve to working out to my health regimen. And so part of the reason that I wanted to um, share this with the world was because of, I know what it's like to suffer alone. And like I said, and not having that support system. And when you're trying to make a change and you're really alone or, or you feel alone, sometimes you're not alone, but you feel alone. Well, you mentioned that, you know, you know, when he said to you, um, you know, said to you, you know, I've got some things to, to say. And, you know, for the first time, I guess you weren't alone, but you never really never realized that you weren't right. Yeah, like I, well, at, you know, at that point I had, I formed a friendship, but I really had kept, didn't really have people in my life. I didn't have an opportunity to build relationships because of the position of my life. Like I wasn't able to really establish friendships or I, I was a responsible person. And so I want to, you know, chronicle this 
to hopefully inspire other people who, and you know, when you said that I, I, you don't see the struggle, I actually in the documentary and, and I do post a lot that I actually do struggle. And I, I document that a lot because I feel like that's really, really important for people to see. A lot of the times when you um, see before and after pictures, like that's all you see is that instant visual gratification. Right. So tell me, how can people, can people go online and see that too, Rosemary? Oh yeah, you can. Uh, so my mar- so you can go on my marketing trailer uh, on YouTube. It's under Project Shrinking Violet. Um, I have an Instagram under Project Shrinking Violet, and it's on Facebook. There's a Facebook page under Project Shrinking Violet um, LLC. Uh, LLC. So you can go and you can look at pictures. Uh, but you know, I do document me struggling. You know, with my workout routines, and um, there's been at every single juncture of this documentary at every single juncture of this documentary I have struggled um and I have and I have showed that I mean there's some footage of me crying eating pizza there's footage of me struggling working out you know (laughs) (laughs) it runs the gamut and I'm still struggling now and I and I'm very vocal about that because it's important that people understand that there's no happy ending that's connected to your physical body and, what, do you mean, what do you mean by that, Rosemary? Uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, we're always working to improve ourselves, which is great. You know, you, you know, when you want to lose that 10 pounds, you want to put that muscle on, you want to do that thing. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. However, you have to realize that your, your own happiness and your own, um, the way you thrive is not, you know, based on your physicality. So there's no body that you could have that's going to make your life. Oh, in other other words, that just because you do all these things doesn't guarantee that how you feel, how you feel about yourself or your connections are going to be perfect. This is, it's like a work in progress. It sounds like to me, right? Absolutely. It's a work in progress. And, and like I said, this is for me, this is new too. This is not. I've never seen myself this way. So I'm getting used to seeing myself like this, this way. I'm, I'm getting used to the routine of being disciplined in this way. I, you know, I have a lot of extra skin. So I have other things that I'm, I have a new thing that I'm self-conscious about. Um, I haven't, I have to be, you know, I have a new way to dress my body now because it's different. So there's, I'm, you know, I'm a 38 year old woman who is dealing with, you know, meeting myself for the first time, essentially. you know, interesting. I have a friend in Miami, Florida, who worked for a surgeon that did gastric bypass. She she worked for him for a long time. And finally, one day she decided she was over 300 pounds and she really needed to do that. And I remember when I was in Miami, I called her on the phone. I hadn't seen her in four or five years. She told me what she was going to do. And she said, oh, I'll come over and see you. And she got to the door and I opened the door and I said, who are you looking for? And she said, Liz, you know, <laughs> it's, it's me. And I went, you know, I was like, I couldn't even believe it. And she said to me almost something you just said. She said, you know, I can't believe it's me either. And yeah. I, I never even real, I didn't realize that, you know, like you said before, like there's no real happy ending here, but somehow or other, we would think that, um, you would embrace this new you easily, but apparently it's not so easy, right? No, I mean, I've had, I'm 38 years old. I've been morbidly obese 
uh, for at least 30 of it, pretty much. Uh, and it's a new, it's a new person. It's a new body to get used to. I, you know, I don't recognize myself in the mirror sometimes. So it's, it, it really is, it's, it's more about mental health. And that's really what I focus on. Like, I don't focus on, um, workout routines and, you know, food prep. If you, you know, you can get that from any, you know, YouTube nutritionist, you know, like, um, but this is really more about how when you are working on yourself and finding happiness that you naturally take better care of your body because it's an expression of, of who you are on the inside. Um, and so I, I found, and I talk about this a lot is that the, the biggest key component to what has been um, my success is therapy and continuing to work on, on how I got on, on answering that question of how did I get to be where I was? I've never stopped asking that question to myself. Like, how did I get to be where I was? And I kind of had to untangle that mystery to figure out where I, you know, how I was going to figure out to where, how I was going to get to where I wanted to go. You know, I had a conversation with Brian, right? Mm -hmm. Your, your first um, personal trainer, and I'm going to interview him next week. And we're just going to talk again about health and what's going on in our world. But um, he said to me, you know, he was like just amazed, you know, at, at how much you wanted to make these changes in your life. And hearing that from you was one of the things that, that made him realize that he really needed to push you and to help you achieve those goals. So that must have been you know, I, I have a feeling you weren't used to working out. You know, that's the thing. I actually, um, I had run uh, three 5Ks prior. Really? To, yeah. Like, that was the thing. I was always, I I was big, and but I I would, I was very physical. And so I think that's, that was the thing, too. When I met Brian, and I, and I you know, it's funny for me now. It's nice that I, I know you and, I, and you, you got to know me because, um, I remember when I first decided I was going to do this, going around telling people and had, you know, I had a bunch of various looks of, I don't understand (laughs) (laughs) or, or, okay. Or, you know, or, you know, well, good luck with that, honey. Uh, (laughs) And, um, and when I met Brian, uh, who was, you know, an awesome trainer. I still work. And I'm actually, I just saw him. Um, I actually bumped into him when I was running at the plaza and him and I are, are going to continue to work out, you know, COVID-19 kind of put a kibosh on us. He's still my trainer. Um, but, uh, when I first started working out with Brian, I kind of sensed in him that he didn't believe, like he saw my passion, but I don't think he believed I was going to stick with it. And, and that was fine because, that was everybody's belief. You know, I, at that point, and it was, it was okay by me. It didn't insult me. I had this body that said I had let it get to this point. And so why would you have faith that I was going to, to stick with it? Like I got it. It was fine. It was for me to prove to myself first and to Brian second. Well, I mean, did you have those kinds of feelings also? I mean, were there times when you wanted to give up? I mean, times when you said, why in the world, what am I doing this for? Every day. Um, <laughs> but no, and you know what's funny? But because I, because, and that's why I say the therapy and knowing myself was important. Because I knew 
I was learning myself. Like, that's the reason that I reached out to Brian. I knew that I was going on a, um, uncharted territory and that I did not have the skill set or the discipline to do this because I hadn't done it before. So let me go find somebody who does and reach out to them and lean on them because you need this. You can't do this on your own. And I continually during this process, when I'm struggling, have to say, what do I need to readjust now? I need to, you know, do I need to talk to my therapist? Do I need to go to the doctor? Do I need to adjust my diet? Do I need to work out more? Do I need to take a week off and rest? Um, well, you know, it's interesting when you start talking about, you know, how you do these things. Um, you know, I, I majored in physical education and I am one of those people. I kind of sound like you. You know, I, I'm always, you know, outside is a good place for me. And, you know, I like moving. So, you know, maybe that was one of the things that was really on your side. You know, the fact that you, you know, a lot of people are sedentary anyway. It doesn't matter how much they weigh. They just, and now the way things are, you know, yeah. people, why bother? I mean, you, you know, people just keep gaining weight. I keep mm -hmm. seeing people. And I, they say, I say, so what's the biggest problem that you have with this, with this COVID? And they all say, well, uh, all I do is cook and eat. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. Okay. So I was nervous. Now there's a couple things that I want to just talk about too, because why I talk about the mental health portion um, so much was because I, I was sexually molested when I was a child and that impacted um, how I viewed my body. And there was this uh, subconscious uh, kind of, rep, uh, I res subconsciously I resented my body. I thought that it was, you know, sexy in a way that it wasn't supposed to be for a child, which is not. Mm, yes. You know? And so, and because I was a very cerebral kid, I was very uh, smart. And like I said, I grew up in a rural environment. I was very isolated. Um, my subconscious decision was to be overweight like oh and that and it's funny because when you talk about how you met me and how I was confident like I always liked who I was I didn't feel ugly I I knew I was smart I knew I was competent I knew I could do what I wanted and so I, in my mind it was my choice to look like that because that kept me safe yes I that's something you know as a I'm a business coach but um, in prior years, I coached people, you know, that have had some of the, have some of the experience that you've had. And so, you know, how you feel about yourself, it just, you know, it starts there and yeah. it just doesn't go away so easily. Right. No. And so there you are stuck with this memory of yourself that mm -hmm. is wrong. Right. Yeah. And you know what, like, that's the thing. Like I, I thought I dealt with it because I was like, I like who I am. And I had like made up in my mind, I, you know, I very much resented my looks. I felt like my looks were the reason that people hurt me. Mm. Uh, and for, for multiple reasons, because, um, you know, being biracial and being in a, a, a very, you know, racially tensile environment, I was just teased because I was black. And it's like, okay, I, you know, so, you know, my, and even in my, in my own family, you know, there were comments of, oh, that, you know, that's the half breed kid and all this. Other. So it's like you. So I was accustomed to something about me is acceptable for people to be mean to me. That's a That's you know, that's an interesting, 
you know, thought that we have about ourselves. You know, we grow up with, you know, who I am and why things happen to me. And, you know, here I am. And it must be, it must be something I'm doing, right? I, mm-hmm. And and that's why people do these things to me. How, you know, you're talking about therapy, you know, anybody listening to this again, you know, I'm interviewing Rosemary Andrews and she changed her life. You know, she lost, I, I, I we haven't even talked about that much. You I've know, lost so- 180 pounds. Well, I've technically I've lost 200 pounds since my highest weight, so but she, I've lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she made the conscious decision that she wanted to change you know, what she wanted to do was she wanted to become healthy and in the process, you know, losing weight was part of that process. And, you know, uh, I have a neighbor downstairs and he's, he is always talking about how he's going to lose weight and, how, and he just can't sit, he can't really stick to it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, that's the tough part in anything that's the in life. Part. Being successful doesn't care. It doesn't care how smart you are. It doesn't care how stupid you are. It doesn't care whether you don't feel good about it. Or, I mean, I find this in business. You know, people don't understand. They say things like, when I feel like it, I'll do it. Now, that's not the way to do it, right? Rosemary, no. you can't do no, it that way. No, because you, a lot of the time you you won't. And it's one of those things, like, I say, uh, something I say now is that, like, you're living exactly the life you want to, whether you admit it to yourself or not. Like, you make the decisions every day for what kind of life you're going to have. I, you know, and I understand how easy it is um, to have excuses. And I, I, you know, we all have things that impact us getting to where we want to be. Absolutely. Um, And we have things. It's okay to change directions. However, when you really want something, you go after it. Like, there's nothing that's going to stop you. And that was my thinking for when I finally had that aha moment of I'm going to lose weight, it was that, okay, I'm a smart individual and I get what I want. And I say, I want this, but if I don't actually get this, then something's stopping me. So I need outside help because I can't figure out what it is. Because usually when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And, um, there were times when I started to lose weight, that I would start to have massive anxiety attacks and I could not figure out. Wow. That's pretty, un- that I had, had to interrupt you. Cause that's, yeah, that's pretty interesting. And by the way, we've only got three more minutes. So oh. I want to let you know that this yeah. is too much. This is really too much fun. Go ahead. Rosemary. <laughs> uh, but no, so like, so there were moments in my journey um, before, you know, getting the, and that was, the, that was the decision to why I would get to sleep because I, I had this moment of when I started to lose weight and I would get success and then I would, then I would all of a sudden get super depressed. I was like, you know what, if I get this surgery, I won't be able to throw the emergency break on anymore. It won't be up to me. And so I'm going to actually have to push past this mentally and physically, um, and a lot of people who get this, uh, any weight loss surgery, generally within the first 12 months to 18 months, um, they start gaining the weight back. Um, Interesting. And I have, I am two years out as of July um, from my surgery and I have only consistently come down and I'm very, uh, you know, kind of stringent about maintaining that. So, well, I want everybody to know, again, uh, I'm talking with Rosemary Andrews. This is Liz Calandrino. Uh, this is WCAA 107.3 FM. This is Community Radio in Albany, New York. And I'm your business coach. Uh, 
there are lots of things you can go online and you could look up um, Project Pro- Shrinking Violet, right? Which- Project Shrinking Violet, it's on YouTube. There's a marketing trailer up along with a couple other videos. Um, and then you can go to Project Shrinking Violet on Facebook or Project Shrinking Violet on Instagram. So, yep, you can look me up. Um, and also you can email me if you're interested in um, I'm going to be finished wrapping uh, in November. Uh, so it's Project Shrinking Violet at Project Shrinking Violet one at gmail.com. Well, I'll have that out um, underneath um, our interview so people can so people can find you. And, you know, if you've got any questions about this, I am sure that Rosemary will be happy to coach you through a couple of things and, you know, help you get to where you want to go. Rosemary, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to talk with you and, you know, see how you did all this. And thank you for sharing that with us today. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.